0: Every single one-on-one I do starts with a real conversation about how the person is doing. Not like, talk to me about the project, not tell me how that meeting went, but talk to me about what's going on for you. How was the weekend? How are the kids? How's your mother? How's the neighbor down the street you were worried about? Like, let's have a real conversation about that. And creating space for those things, I think, makes a tremendous difference in terms of the authenticity about how people can show up.
1: everybody. I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. Today's guest is Zoe Hart. She's the Chief People Officer at Upwork, and she's passionate about the gig economy, remote work, diversity, and inclusion. On today's show, we talk about all of those topics and what the future of work means if we're all going to be independent workers one day, which is something I suspect, and we're all going to be working from home, which is what the media tells us. So if you're interested in the intersection of work, politics, power, money, remote work, creativity, we talk about it all. So sit tight and enjoy this conversation with Zoe Hart. Hey, Zoe, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi there. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm super stoked to have a conversation today about all things related to to the world of work, something that I can be nerdy about for hours, but we won't do that (laughs) to this audience. Good, good, good. Why don't we get started by you just giving us like two minutes of who you are and what you're all about.
0: My name is Zoe Hart. I look after the people and places of Upwork. I am their chief people officer. I've been with the company for about eight years in various incarnations started at Odesk when it was the first HR person there when we were just over a hundred people. We went through the merger with Elance and now we've grown and we're close to 600 corporate team members and about 1200 freelancers around the world who work back for us.
1: I'm not sure if I thought Upwork was Bigger or smaller? I mean, you just have emerged onto the scene in the past couple of years and really made a name for yourself. What's business like? What's growth like for your organization?
0: It's going really well. I mean, I think for us, one of the things that has been a silver lining of COVID is that the remote work genie is not going back in the bottle. We have been able to grow the reach and the impact of the work that we do, as so many people have learned that remote work works. And so many people are saying, you know what, I like this better. I can be productive in this situation. And if I can be productive in this, situation with everything as chaotic and tumultuous as it's been this year that i can certainly do this exceptionally well when we have a vaccine and kids are back in school and all those things are true
1: i hope that's the case i think it's really interesting that you're the chief people officer of upwork a business that's really tied into the future of work and really rethinking the way people are identifying themselves as employees or freelancers or creative types so when i think of hr though most of those professionals don't think about anybody other than employees, but you're thinking about everybody. Can you talk a little bit about the differentiation and maybe the tension around those two groups?
0: I think you're spot on that not everybody thinks about it. Often times, hybrid work or contingent labor, as it was sort of archaically called, is handled by procurement, and those are the same people who are buying the coffee paper and the coffee filters, right? And those are not the same as the people who do valuable work. So for us at Upwork. We were founded 20 plus years ago and It was based on connection and that connection doesn't know whether you and I are corporate colleagues or whether you're a freelancer or whether I'm an independent consultant working for you for a short period of time or in an ongoing way. The connection is what's really at the heart of how we do our work and those relationships are the most important thing. Because of that we want to look holistically at our workforce and think about everybody as a team. Now to your point there are clearer tensions there in terms of legal issues and compliance and you know we've got people all over the world world and 800 cities. And so we know that we need to think about different ways of doing work and connecting with them. But for us, you can treat everybody fairly, you can pay everybody well for the area in which they live, you can give everybody the information that they need to do their very best work. And you can build community and connection, regardless of how anybody is employed. And so that's at the heart of how we think about our team.
1: I'm so glad to hear you talk about community and connection, because I think everybody's really doubled down on that in the age of COVID. This is what makes us all realize that we're all human. We're all vulnerable. Can you talk a little bit about how COVID has impacted Upwork and what new working habits are you seeing and what's here to stay?
0: If you think about when we all first went home, which for us was in early March, at the end of February, we stopped doing business travel and conferences and those sort of things. Towards the beginning of March, we said, okay, everybody go home for a while. We did not know how long that was going to be for. And so things were casual and we're just going to make it work for a few weeks. And it took a while for people to understand, oh no, this is how it's going to be now for the considerable future. One of the things that became very clear to us was if we were going to do this in a way that was sustaining for our employees and made them feel like they weren't completely like out of control in terms of what they were being asked to accomplish as people on this planet, we needed to do some things strategically and in terms of our cultural norms to change the behaviors. So for example, we moved to a system where we have what we call customer Wednesdays, which means there are no internal meetings on Wednesdays. Everybody has that time to connect externally or to do heads down project work. And that helped create a little bit of a buffer for people. We also talked really openly about having blocks of work time um, marked on your your calendar. So, if your kids are napping from eleven to one thirty, best case, right, two and a half hour nap, then you can put that on your calendar, and people will know that they can get you for asynchronous work. But you're not going to be on a video call because you need to be quiet, and so. Those sort of things and being far more transparent about the work that we've done has really helped us build in those cultural norms. And now as we look to the future, we know that we want to continue investing in that and make the sustainability of this approach really something that continues to be foundational as who we are at Upwork. So we have created a role for team enablement. A senior leader on my team, that is her whole job now, is thinking about how do we work and collaborate and innovate effectively together, even though we're not gonna be physically together as often.
1: I love that. And I love that role of team enablement. I think that's really creative and really clever. And, you know, we used to kind of have those roles, but they were in formal. You know, somebody maybe was passionate about that, but they also had like 15 other things to do. So it's nice to really prioritize that. I think about some organizations that may not have the luxury of budget or headcount to do some of these cool things and really have time stressors and just a lot of pressure. And some of the good things you just talked about, about work-life balance, I would like to tease out a little bit more because the number one thing I hear from HR professionals is that they're burned out and if they're burned out, how can they then lead their organization through that? So talk to me about that.
0: For us, it's true. So our HR team is tired. Show me an HR team that's not at this point in the year because it hasn't just been COVID, right? It's been all the business priorities. It's been everything that happened with the murders of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmed Aubrey. HR teams were often the leaders, you know, shepherding the community of the employee base and the team base through that turmoil and grief. And I think that you sort of see all of that happening. So when we think about how to take care of the HR team, I think that there are a few things that are really important. One is acknowledging that this is hard and being really open about that as an HR leader and as a corporate leader, because if you create the illusion that you've got it all together, I mean, and if you have more power to you, but I haven't and I don't know very many people who seem to. So if you create the illusion that everything is like perfectly dialed, then everybody around you feels like that's how they need to show up and that makes it much harder and you're putting an additional emotional tax and burden on your team members. So. We talk pretty openly about having the challenges we do, being at home for such a long period of time with, I heard this thing recently, it was like, I'm trapped at home with the people I love more than anybody on the planet. And I think that's true, right? Like, I love these people, but we could also use a break. And so being open about that, we've all had kids on our laps for part of our conference calls or that, and not trying to pretend that they're not there, and really speaking to those sort of notions of flexibility and openness. And now I'll tell you the other big part of it for us has been around talking a lot more about mental health. And how everybody is doing. In our company, we have this notion that um, HR goes first, and my expectation is that for every challenging thing that happens within Upwork, I will do it first, and then my leadership team, and then the HR team, and then we will take the organization through it. So one of those things, and and not that this is a big example, but a little example, is to make sure that every single one-on-one I do starts with a real conversation about how the person is doing. Not like, talk to me about the project, not tell me how that meeting went, but talk to me about what's going on for you? How was the weekend? How are the kids? How's your mother? How's the neighbor down the street you were worried about? Like, let will have a real conversation about that. And creating space for those things, I think, makes a tremendous difference in terms of the authenticity about how people can show up.
1: Hey, everybody, we're living in an era of uncertainty, but work was never designed to make us feel secure. Systems, processes, and programs were built for bosses, not employees. In my new book, Betting on You, How to Put Yourself First and Finally Take Control of Your Career, I'm going to teach you how to live a better life, enjoy work, and even be your own HR department, a skill that's needed whether we're in a pandemic or not to advocate for yourself, avoid burnout, and form better personal and professional relationships. Betting on You is available wherever books are sold and audiobooks are streamed. The best place to buy the book is com forward slash books. That's com forward slash books. Buy Betting on You today. My mind is just reeling with a ton of questions. First and foremost, this idea that we should begin a work meeting on a human to human level, it is crazy to me that that was not the way we operated before. And I just hope that that's not lost in the future. I hope people don't go, oh, that's what we did during COVID. And we don't do it again. What do you think about that? I think we're just so short sighted as human beings that it may get lost in the future. I think that the
0: connection we have all built and the authenticity with which we've engaged with one another this year, it'd be really hard to pretend that wasn't there in the future. And for so many teams, and and this is true at Upwork, and I've talked to a lot of HR leaders where this is true, the engagement scores of the company overall are up because people are showing up much more authentically, much more holistically, really motivated by the mission of their organization, knowing that the work they're doing is meaningful and impactful in these hard times. So I think that that has changed how we view what work means for each of us.
1: You know, another thing that you said that I love is that HR goes first. I think that's how it should be. Like if you don't beta test this in HR, what are you doing? Why would you put something out there into your organization? Can you think of an example of a time that HR went first and it completely changed your mind and you did something different? One of the things that, this didn't
0: change my mind, but it cemented how I wanted to communicate about something. We did a program at the beginning of the year where we really, and this was pre-COVID, it was pre-everything, we had a new CEO and we wanted to really align the company on the new plan and how we were gonna approach things. And so we had a conversation with the company where we said to everybody, we want you to sign up. We want you to re-engage with us. And if you don't want to, that's okay, Like, we'll help work with you on a transition, but this is gonna be a tough year and there's a lot we need to do together. We're only gonna do it well if we go together. And so every single person needs to, in the next two weeks, have a conversation with their manager to recommit or to talk about transitioning out. We did that as an HR team first, and I had been put myself through that process when we got our new CEO who I'd worked with for many years, but I wanted to make sure that I could show up fully for her and really commit to everything we were going to get done. And then I took my leadership team through the exercise and then the whole HR organization, and then we took the company through the exercise and the level of openness that I saw my leaders have and expect from me changed how we talked about that as a company and how open people were about the conversations they were having having at home and what they were really thinking about. In retrospect, it's had very good standing for how we approach the rest of the year because we had created this commitment to one another and we had created a place of really frank conversation that, to your earlier point, might not normally have happened at work.
1: You know, I'm really interested in that old Jeff Bezos line that you can disagree, but at the end of the day, you need to commit. And I think asking people to go through that exercise where they recommit to the organization also gives them permission to be a little bit critical or to have some skin in the game. So I love all of that. And it sets you up to be united when you have a challenge like remote work. So I think that's good when you have one brand that you're rallying around, but you've also got freelancers and creative professionals and all these other individuals who aren't necessarily necessarily connected to your brand the same way a full-time employee are. So let's talk a little bit about them right now and what they need. What's the average freelancer feeling working from home? I mean, we think they want to work from home, but they used to be able to go out and do other things as well. So what's that life like? I
0: think it's interesting. We see on the company side that about 75% or so of companies plan to permanently shift to having more folks remote as part of their team. What that indicates to me is that the freelancers are being more interwoven into how the work is being done. And the feedback that we continue to hear is that there's so much that's great about remote work. We know that, you know, again, 75% or so make as much money or more as freelancers than they did prior to becoming freelancers. But having that connection and that context really really helps them do their very best work. So I think that what we would hear more of is give us the information, treat us with respect, bring us into the organization as appropriate, and share your vision for how we can collaborate and contribute to the business overall.
1: And then leave them alone, right? Right. That doesn't hurt, right? (laughs) Well, I certainly think about my own life story. You know, I've been working from home for over a decade. I've been running my own business for over a decade and I'm happy, but I also know this life isn't for everybody. So I wonder what's life like for you. Do you ever see yourself going out, becoming a freelancer? Is that in your cards one day?
0: I hope so. I mean, I think that for now, I literally could not imagine a better job. I have my dream job and I feel so appreciative for my team and Hayden for whom I work. But I think that one day, you know, it would be my hope to work more as a consultant or as a freelancer and help organizations. I feel like I've learned a lot, you know, in these past 20 ish years and I've made a ton of mistakes that have I can stop other companies from making right like learn this lesson I learned it the hard way you don't need to just I'm telling you don't do that thing that that way right so I would love to I think there's so much future in it I think about my kids who you know are in elementary school and I can't imagine that they are going to have the same kind of career path that I've had life will be really really different for them
1: I think you're right about the future of work being completely different but I also think there will always be this grass is always greener mentality so there are employees who look at freelancers and say oh my god Uh, The CEO always listens to you because you're the outside expert. And then freelancers are like, boy, I wish I had paid time off. You know, I wish I had a 401k. So there's this tension between the two. I wonder if you see that in your organization and how you foster communication between each individual group.
0: One of the things that's special about Upwork is our mission is to create economic opportunities so that people have better lives. And our vision is independent talent at the heart of everything every business. And that's a place where we absolutely start with ourselves. So the independent professionals who work for Upwork are at the heart of our business and we treat them as such. And that push and pull is what makes us better because every single team at Upwork is comprised of both independent professionals and corporate team members. So that's true in in functions where it might not logically twig for some people that, oh, they're half and half as well, like the HR team. HR, legal, finance, all these teams were like, oh, but that's like the secrets or whatever it is of the company. But absolutely, if you set it up correctly, you're able to do so much more with a hybrid workforce than you were with just one size fits
1: all. Let's bring it full circle and end where we began with really a discussion around remote work and COVID-19. Just because we have a vaccine doesn't mean that this is over. So what do you see for the future of work in 2021?
0: I think that as soon as people are really, vaccinated broadly, people are going to want to get together again. We've all missed each other. And that's like one of the joys of working with people you like is that you want to see them and you miss them and you want to give them a hug and talk to them and like see all the changes. You know, we've had people on our teams who have babies, right? And so we've just missed these whole things. And then I think there will be this balance. We know a lot of people want to retain flexibility over their schedules. A Deco did a report that said 75% of workers want to do that, you know, and we know that again, like three and five people in the US who have been doing their jobs from home during this pandemic want to continue to work from home remotely as much as they possibly can. And so I don't think that we're gonna all of a sudden tilt back to everybody driving 90 minutes each way to get into the office. I think you'll see flexibility. And I think that companies who really learn the lesson from this will understand now that if they want the very best talent for their team, they're not all gonna live in commuting distance. So you're gonna have to bring the work to the worker.
1: And what happens to those businesses that don't learn? Because there are a lot of companies that think they can march forward without listening to talent. Do you think they'll be able to continue to do that? No,
0: I don't. It's really a Darwinian situation here. You need to continue to evolve. The world is changing. We have these great opportunities to do things differently. And, you know, it's up to each of us to advocate for that within our own teams.
1: Well, I love where you're thinking, why don't you send us out with some closing messages for the HR leader in 2021? You know, normally she's thinking about what's in front of her and then what's 50 miles ahead of her. right? So everything's on her radar screen. How does she really focus and meet the needs of talented people in 2021 and beyond?
0: I think there's a wonderful opportunity going into this next year for HR to drive innovation in the organization. One of the benefits of this radical shift we saw this year was there was a period of time when the rules were all thrown out because we had to just get through the day. And so I think the thing that I would say to all the HR leaders is what are the very best things that happened out of that? And how do you build those into your organization going forward because we're the folks who can really drive the institutional change organizationally. And so if not us, who's going to do it?
1: For sure. If not human resources, nobody. We have seen that. (laughs) Well, Zoe, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest on Punk Rock HR today. Thank
0: you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Zoe Hart. If you'd like more information about Zoe, Upwork, or anything mentioned on the podcast, head on over to punkrockhr.com. And as always, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.